Hey everyone, it's a uh, hey everyone, it's a brand new Burtcast. Uh, this is a special event Burtcast that uh, I am very lucky to have done. Uh, my favorite show with my wife, who's sitting next to me right here. Say hello, Leanne. Hello. Is Black Sales. We have a couple favorite shows. Black Sales is uh, is one is one of them. It's probably our favorite show that we love the most. We I, I will tell you. You'll hear this in a second. But my wife serendipitously read. Uh, the story of the Treasure Island Treasure Island to the girls and we were at the beach and I listened to it and we all read it together and then man a week later Black Sails showed up I mean, as you will hear and if you don't know Black Sails is on Stars it's on Saturday nights this Saturday night starting this Saturday night and uh, it is the prequel to Treasure Island and it is fucking awesome they mash up the characters from Treasure Island with the characters from that are from real life piratry, piratry, Pi- piracy, piracy, and so uh, I guess it could be piratry. I guess, but uh, it's such a good show. It's such a good show, and I'd reached out uh, to the people of Black Sails, and out of nowhere, the fucking creator reached out to me, emailed me, and he said, "Hey, my name's Jonathan. I'd love to do your podcast." So I just got back. From the podcast. And I'm so bummed because I didn't get to go. Because we have children. And one was sick. And I gotta be honest with you. It would have been a better podcast had you been there. I know. Because I love that show. And I just love that show. And quite honestly, you know this. I can't watch the show without going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's that? Yeah, I know. I have to keep up with all the names. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Bert doesn't do well with names. Hang on. Who, Hornigold? Who the fuck's he? How come yeah. I don't know who he is? Yes, that's true. So uh, so that's this podcast. It is with uh, Jonathan Steinberg. By the way, after the podcast, we had the most fascinating conversation about stand-up comedy. Turns out he was the assistant to uh, to a guy who managed Bill Burr and uh, Patrice O'Neill, Jason Steinberg. And it was the most fascinating conversation that I did not get on the podcast. And I'm so regret it. Uh, but it was so interesting, and he knows all the comics that I know, and he, uh, it, it was amazing. He's a great guy, so I really hope you enjoy the podcast. I will, I'm not going to keep it up any longer. Uh, it, there are a lot of spoilers for season one and season two, mostly for season two. So if you have not seen season two, you can go to what Amazon.com, Amazon.com, uh, Amazon Prime. You can, I think you purchase it there though. It's like nine ninety nine for season one and fourteen ninety nine for season two. Um, you're supposed to be able to just uh, stream it from Stars on demand, but I've never been able to get that to work. I've only gotten it to do episode one of season one and then like all of season two. So it's kind of useless because you can't do any of season one. So, yeah. so yeah. You have we to went to Amazon.prime and just, or Amazon.com on our TV and just watched all of season one and season two. So if you haven't watched it, Binge watch it before Saturday because we've seen episode uh, season three, episode one and two. And it's awesome. And man, it starts off fucking strong. And you have to read Treasure Island. I mean, you don't have to. It's still a valid, awesome show if you don't read Treasure Island. Yeah. But if you do, I mean, the first episode I saw, 
I lost my mind because I was like, oh my God, there's Billy Bones. Yeah. Oh my God, that's Long John Silver. Yeah. Oh my God, it's Captain Flint. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, it's all from Treasure Island. The whole story is Treasure Island. It and was then so I great. would sit up and Google Ann Bonnie and Jack Rackham and I'd be like, holy shit, they're real people. And it's, it is so fucking great it's it is genius. such a great show it's genius and and it's one of those shows that you know how people said oh do you like the wire oh binge watch the wire did you like deadwood oh then you need to binge watch deadwood it's like deadwood i think a lot of people had heard that deadwood was really good but didn't watch it and then it was gone i mean i don't think this show is going anywhere anytime soon. no they're doing season four right now in south africa you'll but, learn this on the podcast but if you liked deadwood you would like this show because I loved Deadwood and this show. I love this show. I think they're very similar. They appeal to very similar um, audiences. You're going to love it. So do me a favor. If you haven't started watching it, hold off on listening to this podcast right now and binge watch season one and season two. Eight episodes in season one, ten in season two. And I'm telling you, you fly through them. Yes. And uh, and uh, that, I mean, that's it. And it's Saturday night, uh, so watch it Saturday night. January 23rd. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I do. Did you know that 40% of Americans don't sleep with a flat sheet? Wait, are you, I don't sleep with a flat sheet. You don't sleep with hardly anything except a down comforter. Yeah. But 40% of Americans don't use a flat sheet. Are you serious? Isn't that crazy? I think I know where this is leading. Do you? Wait. <laughs> so we have these awesome sheets from a company called Parachute.com. I knew it. Right. I love those sheets. <laughs> they're great, right? Yeah, they're, they're fucking awesome. They're awesome. Uh, Parachute is an online betting company that's based in Venice Beach. And uh, their website is really easy to use. You can go online and order their sheets, and they'll show up at your front door exactly as you ordered them. Fast and easy. Uh they are partners. This is something that I really think is amazing. They are partners with the United Nations with something called Nothing But Nets, and they deliver life-saving malaria prevention bed nets to those in need. So this is the charity that, that Parachute.com. What? Nothing. I'm thinking of something horrible. What? Nothing. I think that's amazing that they they give back in that manner. I saw. Know? I thought they were going to third world countries delivering basketball hoops. No, <laughs> nothing but nets. No, <laughs> I was like that's a little Don't racist. Don't be a dork. <laughs> Don't be a dork. So you should shop online at parachutehome.com slash Bert B E R T. They really are great fucking sheets. They are great sheets. And support anyone who does something good for society. It's the truth. Um, you know, so many big corporations don't give back, and these these guys do, and that's kind of amazing. Yeah. Uh, so parachutehome.com slash Bert, if you'll uh, use that link, you'll receive $25 off your first order by using the code BERT. You know what? They're great. It's, they're great sheets. They are. They're- I love them. They're You know what? They're really kind of... Cool. I don't ever get hot with those sheets. And I sleep under the heater and I don't get hot. I know. I, I, they, they keep you really cool and they feel great. I always say when you have great sheets, you don't need underwear. You know what they say? Great sleep starts with your sheets. I say great sheets starts with no underwear. And <laughs> Well, maybe for you. <laughs> but Parachute has everything. These are the kind of sheets You're you don't You're interrupting wanna... me. Oh, sorry. Parachute has everything from everyday bedding essentials to sheets to comforters. And they will give you a superior sleep. Nice. These sheets are so nice, you don't want to blow your nose in them. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Okay. That's it, guys. This episode is going to start. It's all about black sales. Uh, Like I said, 
And by the way, I'm, I'm also I, you'll hear about this. I'm thinking about doing that side project with uh, with Al Jackson and and Omar Dorsey. We're thinking about doing a show called Black Males, Black Sales, where we what? watch I watch Black Sales with those guys. You'll hear it on the podcast. Wait, Spoiler wait, alert. have you talked to Omar about that? No, I haven't talked to either of them. about Oh my god! It. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, check out just check out Black Sales Saturday night this Saturday night on Stars Black Sales Stars. Uh, and uh, and that's it. Oh, check out my vlog on my YouTube channel. Go to burtburtburt.com. Rate, review, subscribe, get a shirt. You know all that stuff. All right. Without further ado, the creator of Black Sales on Stars premiering this Saturday night. Have I said it enough? Uh, uh, I think you have. Okay. Get in your bed with your parachute.com sheets and you'll be happy. And watch this Black man's Sales. show. His name, Jonathan Steinberg. This is There's no... There's no focus. Thank you. All right. Let's see. Talk to that mic. So you saw three, one, and three, or two. Yeah, I saw. Hang on one second. Let me get levels. Cool, Let's cool. see. Where are you? Which, test, which test. Mic are you? You're two. Talk for a sec. Test, test. Perfect. That's good. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Um, yeah, I saw them all. Yeah. <sighs> oh, good. Dude. You were, dude, in, this, dude. were in this. Listen, weird. there's a thing. I talked about this on a, a podcast I did recently with... Um, with this guy from uh, Sirius XM, yeah, uh, yeah. Sam Roberts, and I said, I don't. When I write anything, I like I and I, I'm just it, mine's just sitcom development. Yeah, yeah. But whenever I write, I don't. I always steer away from the jokes. What I always look for is that moment where, uh, and I, I can only embody it in one moment. Do you remember the movie This Is the End? Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. Remember yeah, when sure. you realized that that uh, uh, Kenny Power, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Danny, Danny, yeah, Danny McBride, yeah, yeah. had spent the night in the house and he's peeing on the sink yeah. and he lights a joint and the music's playing and he's it's those moments yeah. do you remember the beginning of uh, of the movie uh, 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 Train Spotting when yeah. he's running it's not about the thing it's those I'm getting chills right now yeah 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 the beginning of 301 hardcore oh, chills cool. my oh, wife okay. and I stopped it my wife was like my wife was like oh my god <laughs> I am so remiss that my wife isn't here because she is Oh, she watches she's, too. Oh, she's the reason we started watching. Oh, that's serendipitously, awesome. Um, serendipitously, we had spent the summer before Black Sails uh, premiered. Yeah. Or the, uh, whatever, maybe spring break uh, in Florida where I grew up. Okay. And, where uh, in Florida are you from? Tampa. Okay. And my daughters, and we had read Treasure Island and my daughters. Yeah. Aloud. Yeah. One of, we'd, I had to have a glass of wine. My wife would read Treasure Island. That's cool. And uh, my wife comes into my man cave. She's like, uh, you got to fucking see something. <laughs> Puts on black sales. And I'd seen some promos for it. And all of a sudden she goes, uh, Billy Bones, John Silver. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? Right, right, and right. I got, I was like, oh, though that kind of right so so for people not listening to explain the with the premise which is now kind of by the wayside i feel like sort of, of. it's coming back um especially as we get into season definitely into season three um but the show started as a um very loosely structured as a treasure island prequel um so uh, it, the the genesis was you know the idea of to do a pirate story happened first and the puzzle you end up with immediately is like, how do you get people in? Um, if you do it historically, it really binds you to a certain story. And it makes it hard, it's much easier to do a feature than it is to do an open-ended TV narrative on a, uh, about a historical story where you just, at a certain point, you're going to run out of story. Yeah. Um, and so this idea, um, when Robert and I were, were playing around with it, came up of what if you took Captain Flint, who is 
um, a massive presence in that book and really undefined. Like there's only, he's only really mentioned like five or six times in the book and just tell his story. And once you start thinking about it that way, that book starts to read like an epilogue. Like it starts to read like this story about this whole life that happened to these people. And they're just kind of picking up the pieces of it. And, and it is one of those things that by, by episode three, I would say yeah. you start going on Wikipedia and going, who the fuck is Ann Bonnie? Yeah. Wait, is Jack yeah. Rackham's real? Yeah. Vane is real. Yeah. That you st- it starts unfolding and you yeah. get, and it's one of the few series where you, where you, none of the stories sag. Yeah. None of the storylines sag. Yeah. So often in these types of shows, you go, I don't care what's happening with this guy. It's, um, it's hard. It's, it's like, it's incredibly labor intensive because you, you have to end up applying, um, essentially the same level of scrutiny to every, every, like no wasted scenes, no wasted lines of dialogue. And, um, that's hard to maintain. Um, but, um, it just, it, it felt like a show, um, especially as we got through the first season and, and there were some things that I think we did well. And there were some things that I think I wish I had back. And, um, but you started, we started to feel like, um, this is a show that can be as good as we can make it. Um, the resources started to become, um, significantly more, um, uh, more significant, I guess, like as we went. And when you have that kind of opportunity, you just want to put as much time as you can into it, make sure it's as good as it, as it can possibly be. I was wondering, I have, I have a list of questions I want to ask, but it's, I don't want this to, I don't, I'm not good at like straight interviews, but like, yeah, what yeah. was the inception? Like, like um, I literally want to like the, the moment where you were like, it's weird. It kind of, um, it, it, I mean, the easy answer is it never happens that way. Yeah. Um, you know, with the, I, I had been playing around with this idea of a, of a pirate movie for a while because it hadn't been done. It felt like this weird space where, um, Westerns all got redone and, and in like the nineties and, and, and Unforgiven and Dances with Wolves, like they grew up, they evolved, they became relevant again and in telling a different story. And uh, that happened to a lot of genres like sword and sandal came back and everything came back, but pirates, like it just, it never got reinvented, which is a cool challenge. Like it's like, how often do you find something that's so, uh, a genre everybody knows, but it has just never gotten its treatment for a contemporary audience. And so it was kind of that. And then from there, um, it was finding treasure Island that, that got to, and finding that way in and sort of realizing like, if you squint and look at that book a little bit, it feels like there is this massive TV serialized TV character in, in Captain Flint, this novel that wanted to be written about him. And, um, and then it was just kind of off to the races. We read everything we could get our hands on and read about the red histories and, and, um, read the book, which I hadn't read since I was a kid. And, um, and it all just kind of, what characters were you drawn to that you did, that you didn't fold into the series? Um, from the book or from history, from history, from the book and from history where you just were like, you know, I wish we could include him, but there's, there were a few, I mean, we, um, uh, uh, Steed Bonnet, um, we knew Blackbeard was going to show up eventually. Um, there's just no way to tell the story without it. But um, there's this companion character to to Edward Teach and Steed Bonnet that's just this amazing guy. He was a sort of wealthy landowner who just got bored with his life and was rich and decided he wanted to go be a pirate. And Blackbeard sort of the I mean the the 
the history has passed down is that Blackbeard sort of tolerated him, but was essentially just using him for his money. There's this really good, it's floating around on the internet, um, a William Goldman script about Blackbeard and, and Steve Bonnet that I think at one point was close to production that was supposed to be Roger Moore and Sean Connery um, with Sean Connery's Blackbeard. That's worth reading if you can find it. It's pretty great. So, yeah, there's definitely pieces of the history where we you just get to a point where there's only so much stuff you can squeeze into into an hour, into 10 hours or into whatever. So it got left behind. So when you wrote the pilot, you sat down to write the pilot. You pitched it to stars originally. We I was only like, I was pitched like, to stars. Okay, because I was like, fine. The things I love is who passed. <laughs> yeah, no, this was a weird one. Like, because I, I um, this was my first real um, cable project. I'd only really worked in broadcast. You did Jericho. I did Jericho. That's and, why we know um, Skeet Ulrich. Exactly. <laughs> um, I did Jericho, and then I did um, Human Target on Fox. Yeah. And um, and I had done some other things, but I had never sort of done. I had never done premium cable, and um, we took it to them, and they bought it. They didn't buy it in the room. They bought it. I was in the garage. Like we had gotten to the garage and gotten in our cars. But good feeling. Yeah, it's good. And they, um, they were excited about it and they got it. Like they got what we wanted to do and they were, what did your pitch sound like? like, um, like You know, it's funny. We, so we went into it and the pitch was, um, we want to do Deadwood, um, as, um, as though John Ford directed it. Like if you could sort of think about like a Western that had all of the intricacies of Deadwood, but was able to do big epic set piece action also, like we wanted to just do the whole, all of it. And they totally got that. And, and Chris Albrecht had done Deadwood. And so it was, it was a room that felt like, um, the people in that room had made shows like that and they got it and it was kind of cool. And then the next question was just, what's the tone of it? And I think for us initially, it wanted to be much, it wanted to be very dark. Um, and there was a wrangling process at the beginning of, you know, well, if you're going to do this, if we're going to spend all this money and you're going to do all this action, there needs to be something to it. That's fun. Like you need to have some sense of adventure to it. Um, so it took about a year of going back and forth and really, yeah, well, we wrote an outline and, um, and, and how close is that outline to what I saw in the pilot? It's probably unrecognizable. Really? I, actually, you know that's not true. Um, there's probably some pieces that lived, but we wrote that we wrote an outline and and we heard back from them. Um, it feels too much like Deadwood. It's too dark. Um, it needs to be more like Pirates of the Caribbean. And it was like, all right, everybody, slow down. Uh, We're not doing that. And they're like, no, no, no. Who gave that note? Yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't be part. In their defense, this was actually really smart. They were like, it shouldn't be parts of the Caribbean. But if we're going to treat those as the ends of the spectrum, you got to come off the far end of darkness and sort of come a little closer. So they said, go write a script. And so we wrote a script. And we leaned into the adventure of it. And they read it. And they said, this feels too much like Pirates of the Caribbean. It needs more Deadwood. And at this point, we're like, well, what, like, what do you want? Like, This sounds silly. And I don't want to lose my listeners in something that's a little inside baseball. Sure, sure, sure. But what are you doing during this year? Are you just not working? Or are you doing like uh, show running jobs like well, shit you don't it, care about? It's funny you ask. So like, we, we had this weird process where I had never been given this much freedom, which is what was so scary to me. Yeah. You, in, you know, in network TV, it's also a little inside baseball. But in network TV, like, there's, it's, everything is very regimented or tends to be. And when somebody says, like, look, we want it to feel a little bit this way, but you figure it out. Like, you figure out how you want that to, to work. Um, it's at first terrifying, and then it becomes very freeing. But in the midst of this, I figured, look, there's no way they're picking this up. So I sold other stuff, and I sold two other pilots, and just kind of figured this was going to die on the vine. And then the second script we wrote, they read, and they said, that's it. That's the one. And, um, 
And then from there, it was just trying to clear out everything else and, and chase it. But what um, were those pilots that you sold and rate anything that I sold, uh, I sold one to ABC. Um, it was a, like a beauty and the beast, like a big fantasy beauty and the beast show. Okay. And I sold, um, what was the other one? I sold a show, um, a DC show, DC drama to, uh, CBS, I think. Um, but yeah, it was weird. It was like this thing just kind of, I, I fully assumed it was dead. Um, and then not only did it come back, but they were started talking about like, all right, we want to shoot a season and let's start scouting and yeah, you have to out. shoot a season because you got to build epic sets. It's insane. And you got to find a place, you know, somewhere on planet earth where this is possible. And it becomes clear very quickly. In South Africa. Yeah, I mean, we looked. You you immediately rule out like you're not going in the ships. You know, I'm so yeah. far down. Have you ever been? The, oh, the reason the reason I am in with you right now, yeah. is because I was in South Africa, and someone said, "See that? That's where they shoot black sails." Get and out! I lost my fucking mind. I want to say we were driving back from swimming with great white sharks at Hans Bay. Uh, I yeah, uh, up the coast. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, we went to yeah, and so. Uh, uh, I have a TV. I have a couple TV shows on travel. I don't know what you know about me or don't know about me. I'm a comedian. I have a couple of TV shows on Travel Channel. Cool. I've been in network development for literally the past four years. Right, right. I'm just not that I haven't given up, but it's just at a point where I'm like, focus on stand up, do your hours. Right, right, right. But these Travel Channel shows I do are a blast. I'll never stop doing them. That's cool. And so we were in South Africa, and, and you were just randomly down there. You didn't know that we were shooting down. there. I had no clue. We were wow. shoot, we were shooting down there, and right. they said that's where they shoot black sails, and I literally. Lost my mind. <laughs> and I said, you got to be fucking kidding me. Right. And we were staying at the same hotel that some of the cast was staying at. At the one and only? Uh, the, I don't know. I've, right, right, I've, right. I've traveled so much in the past year that I've, right, everything right, right. bleeds in. Right. But it's a beautiful pool. Beautiful yep. breakfast. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so uh, it's, a, it's an amazing place. I want to say that I want to say it was um, Luke. Luke Arnold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I had my obsession with Luke. Because, <laughs> yeah. because I'm, I'm, I'm full-blown a Luke Arnold fan. Right, right. Because he was my favorite band's in excess. In excess, yeah, And yeah, he yeah, did yeah. the movie for Michael Hutchins, yeah. and he killed it. Yeah. And he's so freaking good yeah. in Black Sails. He is... He's... A, he, he's, he's, he's... And the nicest person in the world. Is he really? A hundred... Yeah, just like... And like this... Like... In in a way, you have no right to expect from from when because when you get into these things, like a person reads and you meet him for ten minutes, and yeah. and who knows what you're going to get. And he's smart and and sweet and just the the best guy in the world. What's so funny is that I'm a I'm a very big personality. So as we'd come in the hotel, it's very it's a very wealthy people hotel yeah. or production. That's where we were staying. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm smoking cigars and drinking and yeah. meeting people. I'm on TV, <laughs> and literally someone was like, "Oh, just met the guy from Black Sales," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like. Yeah. That's Literally, funny. yeah, and so I reached out to the Twitter, your Twitter, tw- yeah. whoever runs your Twitter, yeah, yeah, and they replied, and I was like, "Shut!" I, I literally <laughs> called my wife and was like, right. "I just got to reply for the people at Black Sales," and so then I realized I can communicate with them, right? And so when the new season was coming out, my wife grabbed me, she's like, "Oh my god!" and I tweeted out, and I was like, "I just got really heavy back into my podcast." I was yeah, like, yeah. "If anyone from the anyone from oh, the cast cool. or anyone," and then you replied, and I was like. I literally. I wonder if I was down there when you were there because it was all around the same time. I was there in November. Were you there in November? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. So it yeah. bleeds into like one big it's trip. All, right, right, right. But uh, so you picked South Africa, and then they've got a green yeah. light. I mean, you don't have to tell me exact numbers, but they got a green light, like five million dollars, or so they have a large amount of money. Yeah. It. Um. I mean, you can't. 
there's two ways to make the show. Like you can make the show without the ships or you can make it with the ships. And if you make it with the ships, you, you, you bite a lot off that you're sort of committing to, you know, you're the, you can't shoot in the open water and it gets very difficult to do plates. So now you're into CG water. Um, the ships are, you know, we started with one and a half ships in the first season. There's five down there now. Um, and they all kind of have their own thing that they can do and can't do. Some of them are half built and the rest is CG. So, um, yeah, it's the rest of CG. Does that mean, cause I, I have a hard time when, when I watch the show, I go, is it lit? If there's so much action, there's so much movement. Yeah. Is it lit? Is it natural light? It's all, all the ships are all natural light. Um, so the ships are all outside. Um, thank you. Um, but we like have, inside the tavern in the, at night, that's all natural light the, too. For, I mean, it's, well, it's lit, I, that, but it's yeah. all, it's all interior exterior. So the Nassau main street, the town and the beach is all built on a backlot exterior. So you can, when you go down there, you can walk from the beach into the tavern and across to the brothel. They're not stage bound sets. Um, so there was that too. I mean, the, the, one of the things that South Africa offered was that their, um, their crews and their construction crews are feature quality and affordable and so you can build things that you couldn't build anywhere else it's just it would be cost prohibitive um so yeah we built nasa and we built the ships and we built the water tanks and um it's it's a zoo down there now before i get into like character development and characters and and more like the like the oh shit i have a friend who calls them oh shit moments but like how do you how do you create story? I over, I think I overheard you guys in the writer's room. Yeah. Like, how do you create story? Because it's, see, I, I am, I'm a storyteller by nature on stage. And I know that one thing that a story needs is a good ending. And you guys, I started becoming obsessed with story this past year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I noticed that you guys always have a good ending, but a good ending that wants, leads you wanting more. You, you tie the knot. Yeah. But you leave enough space to tie one more knot or yeah. know that there are knots to be tied. And it's, um, I mean, that's, I think that's the challenge of TV. And I think the longer the story gets, the harder it is to maintain, um, that you want for, you want to constantly be having these feelings of, um, things changing and growing and being upset and ending. And, um, it's hard to maintain when you have to keep certain people alive to keep the story going and you have to keep momentum going. Um, keep certain people straight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, I, I think the way we approach it is you just, we try to figure out what each, we try to treat each season as a movie and then you try to figure out what the movie's about. And then you start trying to figure out, well, what are like, if we're going to deal with act structure, what is, what are the, so three you look acts? at, you looked at season two very much. And by the way, this is story. a, a ta- I, I don't, there's a spoiler alert only for season one and two. I'm not going to yeah. say anything about the new season because yeah, yeah. I want you to watch it. And I want, <laughs> and, and I'm, and I'm certain my wife and I'll do a podcast that immediately after the show's oh, aired. Sweet. Perfect. And, uh, and I'm, and I'll start, I was thinking about doing, uh, I have these three black dudes. I do a show. I, we do a drinking early morning drinking show. Yeah. And I was thinking about getting them into the show and doing a side podcast called black males, black sales. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. So, uh, but so this is a spoiler alert for season one and season two a tad bit. But so did you say to yourself, season two, I want to end with the leg? Um, sort of. Um, get that? Uh, here, let me make go ahead. Go, go ahead, get it. Can I put this down. Is okay? Yeah, you can put it down. Uh, um, so. We it, there were some things we knew at the end. Um, we knew 
we knew very, I mean, we knew at the beginning I mean, that you want to make him losing his leg um, relevant. It isn't just, you know, that he trips on something and it gets infected. Like, you wanted it to be a character choice. Um, and it felt right that it was the choice he makes in the moment he commits to them. Like, he commits to the crew and he's going to have to give something up. So we knew that was coming. So literally, I mean, not to dumb this down, yeah. because I am the intelligence that Hollywood writes for. I'm mm. the one that goes in the sixth sense is like, hold on, wait, wait, whoa. Hang on. He's right. dead? He's right. fucking dead? Right. Like, That's right. Like, literally, That's right. as they put him on the thing, and they... For those of you who don't know, right. John Silver is is the anti-hero the whole time. He is the conniving, scheming one who ultimately wins the respect of his crew. And finds that out when, when Flint's gone and Vane decides... I mean, it's like an oh shit fucking moment yeah. when you literally... That thing, that that episode had chill bumps. Oh, that's. Good. I'm gonna say three times. <laughs> that's off, a lot for an hour. That's pretty good. It's a lot off by an hour. Yeah. Let off by an hour, but like, I mean, did did let's let, let me just say this. Yeah, yeah. What are your favorite like moments that you said when they came up and they're like, holy shit, <sighs> this is gonna be that thing? It's so hard to say. I mean, I think um, the. I mean, obviously in ten that moment where you know it's funny. I mean, how does story grow? Like there, right up until we wrote that script, we weren't sure Vane was in that story. And you have these moments where you wrestle with it, and there's reasons to do it and reasons not to do it. And then there just comes a moment where you look at it and it's like, what are we talking about? Like, this is great. It's fun. Like, these two guys are going to be on the same side, and they don't like each other any more than they did yesterday, but they still get to be badass together. So um, that's fun. Like, watching the, the two of them on that platform. Um, Dude, what are you talking about? Hating each other, but having to work together is great. Be it's, honest. As, when he stands up. Yeah. Hold on. When fucking Toby says to Toby Stevens says to Charles Van. By the way, I'm messing up every name because I'm that kind of watcher, <laughs> yeah, yeah, viewer. Yeah. Um, when he says, "Well, when the bombs go off, we need to get out." And then, to, and then Flint looks over and he says, "No, we need to give him a reason to, yeah. is to fear us." Yeah. Oh, and then Vane stands up and gives his speech and throws his hands up. Yeah. I'm getting chill bumps talking about it right now. Yeah. That. What was that like in the writer's room when someone said, well, what about? It's, they just kind of grow, you know? It's, it's a little bit like watching grass grow, you know? It's like there's, there's, um, there's nothing there, and it doesn't feel like anything's happening, and then all of a sudden it's there. But, um, it, uh, yeah, and I mean, that, I think that season, um, much more so, I think, than season one, grew as a movie. Like, it grew as a story in which you meet the the um the element that's going to drive the whole story and and on page one and she's there abigail through the whole season and 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 finally sort of ends in this big moment in in the finale um but uh when that happens yeah do you, now do you, you i'm sure you watch other shows you see people kill people off right away and you're like what the fuck yeah do you as a creator of a show do you have an attachment to these characters? A hundred, you have an attachment to the characters and you have an attachment to the actors. I mean, it, it, like these are people who you work with and when a character dies, you don't get to work with them anymore. And, and how so... Do you, how do you approach that? What did you say to her? Uh, we fought that. I fought it for the longest time. I it went every which way we could to try to figure out a way to have um, Miranda not die. And you just get to a point where um, 
there's just nothing you can do. Like the story is so developed at that point that it's kind of demands it. And you realize there's no way this story is going to be any better than if she dies and the part of him that he's been trying to save dies and he just goes berserk after that. James, what's his real name? James. Yeah. Well, he, James is dead. And yeah. And so he's, 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 he fully commits to being a monster and, and it's hard. Like it's really difficult. And Louise Barnes, who um, is South African, who played Miranda, who's an amazing actress. And was at one point she's like, is it cause I'm local? <laughs> it's hard. It's really difficult. And, um, and you just, I mean, we've done it now a number of times and, um, you just, you know, you, you, you have the hard conversation and dude, I thought tell them it's the story's fault, you know, in season one when, 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 when Vane, yeah, yeah. I literally was like, hold the fucking phones. I just started liking this guy. Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. like him at first. I was like, ugh. yeah, he makes everything uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 Everything seems work. I want Eleanor to run the bar. Right. Flint to have cocktails, just fucking karaoke. Right. And then Vane <laughs> right. comes in. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Right. And he grew a lot, too. I mean, that character from, you know, from where he was on page one in, in the pilot to um, what season two, I think, did for us. Um, it, it became a totally different person. A lot of it, I think, I mean, some of it is you just learn how to write for them. And some of it is the actor starts to inhabit it and it becomes a slightly different thing. The actor starts to own it. Vain. Yeah. I, I got to be honest with you, that actor... Do not Google him online. Do not watch him. It really let me down when I was like, he's in great shape, but he's just a guy from New York. Zach is um, he's a regular fucking Zach's, dude. Zach is a regular dude. Which, which makes you show, shows what a great actor he is. Yeah. Because he embodies a character that is so complicated and yeah. has so many arcs. Of hatred and love, he's and really empathy. he's really smart, and um and I mean that helps a lot too because I mean you're managing when when we're writing the show you're managing you know eight to ten characters whose point of view matters like who are in their own story, and so you're just not paying as you can't pay as much attention as the actor whose job it is to inhabit it, and when you have smart people who are doing that they catch stuff or they suggest things or they're they're able to sort of help to steer it. Um, which he did, and and I think Vane. By the time you get to two ten, is significantly more interesting than two ten. What's two ten? The uh, uh, second season, tenth oh, episode. So, so yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the second season finale. I've been and then in production it's, for fucking six years. You think I know that? <laughs> and then um, uh, you know, in season three, it, it sort of goes to a whole other level with him. Oh, um, season three, and I'm there's yeah. no, I'm not. I will not speak about it because I don't want because <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me tell you something. That char- that character got so much more complicated. It's um, so much more complicated. Yeah. It's really testament to what a great actor that guy Zach is. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm literally in in the first episode. I'm like, what the? Yeah. In the second episode, I'm like, oh my. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know, it, it's you want it to be. You want to try to write it smart, and that's always a goal. And you want to try to write it big. But at the end of the day, um, if it doesn't have any heart in it, you're just never going to care. And so I think that's really the challenge is like, how do you keep that flowing? Like, how do you keep being able to answer the question in every scene? Why do I give a shit? Like, so, why does this scene here? So when you met, when you came up with, the, with, with Vane, did you, did you think to yourself, um, like, do you guys, did you guys sit in the room and just do a bunch of backstory and you take whatever history is and then add some? And- kind of. I mean, the history for these guys is really sketchy um, because they didn't keep it. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, anything they wrote down about themselves would have been incriminating. And Bonnie was a woman from money, correct? Yeah. So in, in the reality of it was she, um, she grew up, I think, in Rhode Island or somewhere in the American colonies and... Um, she, uh, she was from money. She didn't end up meeting Rackham until I think chronologically after when our story is taking place. 
um, which we just stopped caring about. I mean, I think there are certain things that you try to plant in the ground as history and respect it. And that's the way we're going to build the show. And there are certain things where the show kind of starts to take on a bit of a life of its own. And, you know, in, in a fight between history and story, you want to side with story. Um, do, are you married to the way they demise, their demise? Um, if we end up getting that far, um, well, I don't have know. To. You got, I mean, totally. I don't you, know. You, the, need to, you need to do, you know, the, the season, I, fina- the, the series finale have, is him walking into the ball. Like it's the right. beginning of, <laughs> I have so fallen in love with the two of them. And, and, and now you've seen a little bit, but, um, in season three, the Rackham and Bonnie relationship is just there. Um, you just don't ever want it to end. You just want the two of them to be. So what do you think driving each other crazy in your opinion? What is the, let's say, let's, let's call them precipice moments for each character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The moment where you feel like as, as someone who wrote it, but also getting rough cuts, getting fine cuts and then getting network notes, which I seem to be fairly fucking minimal. (laughs) I mean, it seems like a show that is allowed to do whatever it wants. Um, they're they're with, with all of their fucking credit card. (laughs) They totally, um, they, they have opinions for sure. And a lot of times their opinions are actually really helpful. Um, but yeah, there's significantly more freedom on this show than I've ever had before. So what let's, let's talk about precipice moments for each character. Yep. Um, for Eleanor, who is a uh, an amalgamation, is that the right word for of yeah. a bunch of different people yeah. that did exist, but that is yeah. concocted. For those who have not watched the show, which I can't imagine you're listening to this, right. but if you're now listening to this, you, you just got to binge watch them. <laughs> um, she runs the tavern. Yes, her dad was. Her dad was. So there were um, historically there were. Um, uh, you know, anytime there's a gold rush, there's a guy getting rich selling shovels. And so this, the, the pirates that were sort of this little bubble, um, in this period of time, there were people that sold their stuff and people that profited off of there being all of this stolen, um, uh, stolen merchandise coming through the Island. So we wanted to sort of take that and, um, build a little bit of a crime family out of it. Like, um, you know, suggest that, um, this is the, the, um, the, the way we thought about it in the first season was that um, Richard was kind of Fredo, that um, that Richard Guthrie was the son of the family. He was never going to make it at home, and so yeah. got sent away to go start on his own. And um, Eleanor came out of that. You know, we wanted, we knew it's always hard. You know, it's hard with something that takes place in this period of time. You want there to be really strong female characters, but you don't want to bullshit, and you don't want to make it feel like. Um, it wasn't what it was, which was really hard for women. Which, which is, yeah, I get lost in some movies. I forget what movie I was watching. I was watching, uh, uh, the, well, this is going to sound racist if I say this, but I was watching Malcolm X with Denzel mm-hmm. and it just, I mean, the, the rendition of it made it seem like there wasn't actually any racism. And I, right. even at the very beginning of it, when he's in the zoot suits right. and I was like, wait, I just, I just had seen Mississippi burning. I was like, these right. are totally different fucking times. Right. Sometimes you feel like that in movies where you go, I understand that there's you got to employ yeah, a certain like, number of actors. It's like you want you wanted you, there needed to be an Eleanor in the show, and then it just becomes how do you keep her strong but make it feel like it would have worked? And and I think um, you know when you hear it, and I think there are people that sort of don't buy that she that it's plausible that a woman has that much influence. I buy it, but I feel like at the end of the day, like if she's the one holding the money that buys you a fair amount of influence and just buys personality wise. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for, I you know, I think she, she grew out of that, out of, out of a bunch of research and, and, um, and the sense that it couldn't have just been pirates there, that there were other people there who were, what's your fellow, fellow favorite Eleanor scene? Um, 
the one where you're like a good question Ooh. in the first two seasons we're not spoiling season three no. so no 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 um, no 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 because <laughs> yeah. i know mine now um i you know there's that's there's a scene between her and max and um the second to last episode um where it's after spoiler alert after um her father's been killed and um she's hannah's great in it and it's just sort of a moment where you see this sort of new person being born and her going from just being um, um, strong to being dark. And uh, it's, it's one of my favorite scenes this season. It's, it's great. All right. Now I'm going to see if you match up with me on this one. Yeah. Jack Rackham. Favorite scene. Oh, man. Um, some of his stuff. And I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. <laughs> There's a right answer. <laughs> There's a right answer. Um, if it, with a gun to my head, um, it is probably him giving notes on the flag to the whore <laughs> who is uh, designing his flag for him. That is such a great moment. Oh, that is such that a great is moment. for me. You're it's... wrong, but that's such a great moment. <laughs> it is, it is uh, it's without a doubt, without a doubt. It's him fighting the pirate for control of the ship. I, you know, that was the other thing I was going to say is is the the moment. Of, well, that, but that, the, to me, that whole him fighting him, um, the 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 moment in all of that that I will go back and watch periodically, is him still being insecure about that flag and just in a moment where the guy's just so not. It's not an issue. It's he just he just can't you know get that, over. I it. mean, that guy. That guy's not only a great actor, an amazing actor. He's a really interesting dude. I follow him on Twitter. Toby, now. yeah, he's a really interesting. Toby dude. Schmitz is unique. He's funny, and he's he's. he's, a, he's I think he's a good artist because I see some drawings. That is a Toby Smith, a Toby Schmitz original. He's a great. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Um. He yeah. like they're doodles, and then I follow him around and collect his doodles and put them up on my wall. So they're he's pretty great. But he's he is a and an unbelievable act. He was on stage with Kate Blanchett this summer and, really? um, in Sydney. And he, he's, he's, um, it's, it's astonishing that we found him. Like, it's the kind of thing you just shouldn't feel like you're entitled to. This sounds silly, to but, do. but like, is there any actor that you saw for that role? And I know not right now. And I can say this cause those people have every single one of the people right. has owned that role. Right. Is there anyone you saw for the roles that you were, that maybe turned into bigger stars or that you were like, um, like, you know, it's so weird. We were looking at Russell Crowe. You know what's funny? We So we saw um, – Toby actually read for Vane, um, Toby Schmitz. Really? And it kind of wasn't right, but his audition was – so. It's, it's my favorite audition ever. Like it's just – it's off the wall and great. And just we watched him. We're like, he's in the show. We have to find a way to put him in the show. Shut up. Um, so – yeah, so that kind of happened that way, but there was no one else we saw for that role that was even close. Like he was, he's it was so his, good. He's great. Yeah, and he, and it's, it's he's comedic. He is, I would say, hundred percent the only comedic relief in the entire show. He's he's funny and he can be smart and and you buy him as smart and um. But uh, yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. We didn't. There weren't a lot of um. There wasn't any real buyer's remorse in this where we but, sort of, you know. But your casting was, it seems to be all stage actors. It was a lot of stage actors. We knew we wanted to cast out of London. Um, we knew we wanted to, um, we knew that we wanted to, to be able to build a show. Um, we weren't going to go out and get, you know, 15 people who had been in a ton of movies. And, you know, we, we weren't trying to cast it up. We were trying to look for people who were great. And, um, so we we found some stage people. We found some people who had been in it. Like Toby Stevens had been in a ton of things. I hadn't seen him in anything recently. Like I, I know a friend of mine actually had been developing something with him. So he'd been working a ton. And then we saw him read for this, and it's just like that guy's a movie star. Like that. I mean, it's just. And he used to be a stagehand. 
Toby? Do you ever hear that? Oh no. My wife said my wife said she came in with like information. I did not know ago. this. Do you know the Captain Flint used to be a stagehand? I did not know. He used to that. be a stagehand for plays. This is I now look th- right. this is my wife's notes. Right, right, but right. She said that he what they used to do at the end of every play is they'd have the stagehands re because they had heard it so much, yeah. reenact a scene from right. a, one of the plays. Right, right. And someone was like, This guy can fucking act. And he was like, Screw it, I'll be an actor. I will I will fact check it. Fact check it. He I, follows I, I, me on Twitter, <laughs> whatever. Um <laughs> by the way, um, I freaked out when he followed me on Twitter. Right, right, right. You get a verified thing. And so right. I'm sure he just was like, eh, verified. I'll right. follow it back. Right, right, right. But that's what my wife had said, that that's how he got into acting. And I was like... Well, his both his parents are actors. Um, my wife's a fucking liar. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so, so what, what's your favorite scene for Flint? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think... Because um, uh, he... I would say he's probably the tent pole of the show. It's yeah. I mean, I think that it, at the end of the show, whenever the end of the show is, I think you'll have been in his story. Um, the original, the man responsible for branding as we know it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I yeah. maybe that's your quote. Yeah, but, I, but it's, it's um, branding. It's totally it's marketing and and it's and it's, it's and <laughs> it's it's rational and it makes sense and um, I, I think I, he there's a scene at the end of season two where he um, explains where he, uh, where his name came from. Um, and wait, 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 uh, tell me about that scene again. So he's with Miranda and he's explaining where the name Captain Flint came from. And he's telling the story about um, his grandfather who had this sort of very strange experience um, where, where the name sort of came up into it that um and he just, it's this weird moment of vulnerability for a guy who, you know, less than 70 pages later, you know, in the next episode is going to be burning the city down. Yeah. And I think that's the thing we've always been trying to walk with him is you have to buy him as a human being. Like you have to buy him as someone. Dude, the second and massive spoiler alert. Yeah. But the second he comes out of the closet. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So that is, that's an oh shit moment. It's an oh shit realize, moment. Of course there were gay guys. Of course. And of course that that was complicated relationships. It was like um, it, it's weird because we had lived with it for so long. It just and, it, and, any, it's, and it's massive. And and I got into it because I was like I was like Sh-, and I, and then all of a sudden I was like the big joke in comedy clubs is when there's a lot of guys in the room you call it a pirate ship. Right, right. And then right. you think, hold on, what do a lot of guys do when they get together right. in prison? And if you're out in the open seas right. and there's no women, dudes are blowing each other. You're, you're always going to be sort of fighting the the eye roll like when you start pitching that story. But um, it, it actually that 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 idea for him um, was baked in when we wrote the pilot um, before we actually started writing the pilot Um, in the sense that we knew he needed to feel alienated and feel like he had been rejected by England in a way that he would never be able to reconcile that they had rejected something about him that was so woven into who he was that there was never any way he was going to be able to get away from it. And then once you sort of settle into that, it starts to make a lot of sense and it's just kind of, we, there were times where we just to check our math made sure, like, is there any other way to tell this story? Like, is this, um, not because we didn't want to, but just because you you always want to make sure you're not doing it for shock value. Um, and there wasn't like this, he has to be this person in order to tell this story this way. Um, and Toby was, he got it and was great in it. And, and, and there was, and just for anyone, cause I imagine, I imagine there had to be online blowback. There was some, but you know, it's like the, there's two kinds of blowback. There's the one that's like um, this feels um, untrue, and it feels like you're doing this just 
for shock value. And there's the blowback um, that's I can't relate to him anymore because he's gay. And there was a lot of that. And, you know, at a certain point, like you start to feel like, I don't know what to tell you, man. If that's the, if that's the issue you're having, then you can't relate to him because he's gay. Get rid of your Judas Priest albums too. <laughs> it's just like there are, I guess people, people bring their own shit to it when they're watching. Don't and nod like, your head at Bohemian Rhapsody either. Like, yeah. It's just like, and, and you heard, I mean, people, people felt betrayed. They felt like this is not who he was. And it's like, well, I think that's kind of the point, but um, I, I honestly don't know what to tell you. This is the story we're telling, and we feel like it works. So I, I, I loved that. I love that. Oh, now, granted, I am from LA. I'm a, I'm a lot more accepting than the person who isn't. But uh, I love that because I thought, what a brave choice! Like, what a brave choice to, to because he's like this ultimate empathetic bad guy. Like you, you feel for him, right? Like you, and and that in that scene, I. And I don't know. I mean, I'm. I happen to be straight, but I felt. Fuck, man, he lost who he loved. Yeah, I mean, I think that was that was sort of the hope is that um you know there's and there's he, a and but it, giving it giving it a tinge of and he will never find that again. He was yeah. lucky to found that. Yeah, it's gone forever. And that it was taken away from him for all the wrong reasons, and um, and that it was taken away by people who are um easy to hate um you know that that it was so that um thomas's father and that the the people who sort of turned on him um it felt like they so earned his hatred and as an audience i'm i feel like i'm with him like you i you want him to tear down the flag and just kind of go out and 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 go nuts um and and that too i mean you you had to feel like a romance like it had to feel and the hard part was you had to build a romance without anybody knowing is romantic so you had to build this relationship between these two guys um in a way where you as you were watching it you assume they are friends but in the moment it becomes romantic when you look back it feels earned which is a tough tightrope to walk um and it kind of took the two of them they're both charming and they are both sort of um you invest in them when you're watching them so it made it a little bit easier but yeah it was it was a tough needle to thread. It was. It was. It was. I mean, it. It is. It is. It's moments like that that they get you hooked forever. Yeah. yeah. Um. What now? Um. Vane. Yes. What do you? What's his? What's your favorite scene for Vane? Um. I mean, this. Now, this is a character that's. I want to say has got to be the funnest to write for. He's. It's. It's pretty fun. I mean, it's always fun when there's a person who can get away with anything. Fuck. Murder it. He's. Yeah. Mur- I mean, that guy. Yeah. I mean, I think um, his there's a scene um, between him and Eleanor um, where she's um, uh, she's betrayed him and she's stealing uh, Abigail Ash, the hostage from him. And it's just the two of them across this sort of um, uh, this this grated door. Yeah. Yeah, this gate. And you can tell like in the same moment, you can tell he is completely heartbroken Um and that he loved her, but that the dark side is starting to come out and that if she goes through this door, that it's going to get ugly for her. And it's, he's able to sort of do both of those things in the same moment in a way that was pretty great. That is, that is, well, once again, you're wrong, but that is <laughs> the moment when he, uh, when he comes back from the dead. Right, right, right. I mean, come on, man. Right. Like I'm I, like, ultimately you, I watch this and you, you, you are fulfilling fantasies of mine. Yeah. yeah. It's the beautiful thing about the television you make is and and I like all kinds of television, but 
up until recently, I didn't get as attached to fantasy television. Right, right. Television that takes you out of your life, literally, and you disappear. It's, right. It's immersive. Yeah. And when he comes back yeah. and, and, and basically kills that guy. Yeah. It's a badass moment. Oh, it's a badass fucking moment. It's a badass moment. moment. Yeah, totally. Like, how do you how do you like write that in a scene? Like, do you, do you, they pit? Do you? Is it all just? Uh, I don't remember where that just one came action, from. Like written action, and how do yeah, you? Yeah, pretty much. And how do you promise to the network when they watch it, or does it just say uh, Vane kicks his ass? <laughs> um, it. Uh, Yes and no. Like sometimes it's very written out, and sometimes we'll try to um, to design it on the page. And there are other times when it is a little bit, you know, X kicks wise ass. And, and yeah, there's you, a moment like there's a, and I can't, I can't spoiler alert, but like there's a very epic moment in the second episode. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it, with, yeah, yeah. with with Billy Bones. Yeah, and I was like, how did they write that? Yeah, like what did they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like it. it you, um, I mean, the production's so good down there, and and so you do start to get to a point where you understand what they can help you design, and and so you start leaving stuff off the page, and then they become the subjects of of you know a series of meetings where everybody else weighs in. Um, did did uh, did Flint push Billy Bones? <laughs> I don't know. I actually kind of liked the idea that um, you know, there's. It, 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 we had a hard time writing because it, it always seemed silly to me that he like two hand shoved him off the side. Like you just don't imagine that yeah. happening. Um, but I do imagine a moment where his hand slips and it, it feels right and human to me that like he says to him to Flint, like, I'm not even sure, you know, which feels right. Like, could I have held on a little harder? Maybe. I don't know. Is there a part of me that wanted him to? And yeah. like, that's where it starts to feel like two human beings interacting and not just, you know, a guy pushing another guy down a flight of stairs. So. It's gotta be nice job security to be John Silver or Billy Bones. And no, yeah. like when he fell fingers, like I am not going anywhere because I'm it, still in the show. It's <laughs> funny. So we like, um, you know, whenever, any, when a, when a, a character dies, I'll call them before the script comes out. Cause you just don't want anybody to read it that way. And, um, Shit, fuck that call. Yeah, so nobody wants nobody wants me to call them on set anymore because they know something's coming. Except for Luke and and Toby and and Tom. So they um, you know, they they will remind me when I call. I'm I'm in the book. You can't you can't kill me off. <laughs> Although now I guess I'm out of all the action scenes. Yeah, I'm walking totally. around with a limp. But we had it, you know, um, in season one. You know, when uh, when Billy disappears. Um, you know, we had it with Tom where he was like, I'm, am I out of the show? I was like, dude, you're in the book. It's, it's no, My you're wife good. Knew you didn't disappear. Yeah, you're Come good. On, you're straight. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> Let me pass you treasure. Out of <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, you know, you're an actor. It's like, you never know. And, and you're always terrified that, you know, that the next page is going to be the last one you're ever in. So what was his favorite? What what's your favorite scene for Billy Bob? For Billy? Um, I don't know. His stuff with Dufresne in season two was pretty badass in terms of like him, um, do fans and dudes with the glasses? Yeah, yeah, like going to bat for Flint in a moment where you sort of expect him to come back and 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 be out for Flint and and um and he just knows it's more important to back him. So any scene where his arms are showing, my wife's losing her mind. The arms, my I wife's know. obsessed with his arms. There's a lot of people obsessed with his arms. He's he's that that dude's legit. And Tom is um he is he is he's a guy. Is he a yeah. stage actor? Tom's been in a bunch of TV, a bunch of British TV. Yeah. Um, he was in a show called Merlin. He was in, um, he'd been, I saw him actually in a few things that he was great in and he's funny as hell. Um, which is, um, 
not expected like for somebody to look like that and be as gigantic as he is and be really funny yeah um, well any of these people on that i've mentioned are, are have an open invite to my podcast anytime and and to any of my stand-up shows right, right. or anything i do they're allowed to come in <laughs> awesome. um and so then i guess we have two more characters really and bonnie no we have max yeah, max yeah. is max is a that lady's a great actress yeah she's good doesn't have an accent in real life no she's canadian that always blows me away i'm such yeah. a, a simpleton with tv <laughs> that even when i just hear an accent i'm like shut up right, right, but then right. it also makes pulls me out of like when will smith does the accent and concussion i'm like why don't you just it. hire a fucking indian dude right. or like a guy from the west indies no she's great jess is um it, it, it was a tough role to cast too like we looked everywhere and and um she's great and she's funny it's like that's i feel like what we ended up looking for is like if somebody can do funny they can do pretty much anything and it's the Did you hardest ask to thing to see them naked at all. <laughs> no, because like, um, but, but that I mean, like you could. I guess you could theoretically. Um, it 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 um, it, you know, it's weird. It's like in it, the more you get to know them, the more they become family. The weirder it gets. Um, to be in that situation. Oh yeah, I guess first episode you're like, I take off clothes, and they're like, okay, and then by season, it, it's three, definitely like, by the, the the deeper you get into it, the more um, it's uh, it's um, it's weird. There was a in then uh in the new season there was a moment where I was like, Oh sweet, I haven't seen that person naked in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like um I mean we the, the show got a lot um there's just a lot less of it after we launched, after the first three or four episodes. When I, I think once the story got moving, you just just didn't feel like we needed it. You know, it's like when it when you need it, you do it, and when you do it, you don't hold back and, and it should it should be, you know, as as um as real as you can make it. Um but I mean, I think that's the thing for me and for, and for them too, is like, it would be one thing if you were just telling them to get naked because it was fun. Oh, it drives, it, it yeah. drives a story. Yeah. It's it like drives it, a story, but I will tell you, I will tell you that there is a thing and I'm, I'm a, a little tied onto this and I'm, I'm trying, I don't want to talk too much cause I want to, I know you have a busy day and no, I no. want to keep this yeah. as tight as possible. But, um, there is something to be said. If there is no nudity, all of a sudden kids could have gotten into it. Yeah, I, theoretically. Yeah, I mean, I think it, you. Some of it we were married to in the sense that you want it to be real, and at a certain point, if it doesn't, if you don't feel like you're in it, if the violence isn't sudden and it isn't violence gross, is, and, yeah, yeah, it kind of has to be. And and if people don't get naked when they have sex, you feel like you're watching a TV show. <sighs> it's the best part. Of, I mean, it's, it's not the best part of the show, but like it's one of those parts of the show where you're like, oh, you forgot how great it is. It's just how all of a sudden rack. Rackham's right. in a threesome. Right. Oh, that's what I'm right. talking about. Right, and it's like it's it's that too. You know, it's like it's it's um it's sexy and it's graphic, and then pretty quickly it's a story about how it can be miserable to be in a threesome when you love one of those two people, and so that's where it always feels like it wants to be real. Like it wants to be able to do both things. Of, yeah. you know, of be um, there's nothing wrong with it being sexy, and at the same time, it you know, it's hard. You know, yeah. it's complicated. Life's life's what it is what was the what was the decision and this will go into the same question of in my opinion best scene for Anne bonnie yeah, yeah was what was the decision to ostracize her in that um, way that- i think we wanted to um i don't think there was intent at the time oh, you know actually that's not true the first season um I liked as just like as a revenge movie conceit that um, she was trying to fit in with these guys and then they started mistreating Max and she started to remember she was a woman and then the gloves came off and she had to do something about it, which is badass and and which is cool. Yeah. And then you wanted that ball to keep bouncing and, and for her to start really having to question like, well, if I'm not just one of them, what the hell am I? And then you're into this really weird, cool story about this woman having 
um, an identity crisis. Is she a lesbian? Is she not like, what does that mean? Like there, it was kind of important when we put that dress on her, that it didn't fit, that she was just looking herself in the mirror and she looks like a totally different person. Um, and that to me was great. She crushed that, that episode seven of season two, where she, um, doesn't know what to do with herself. And Max is trying to take care of her. And she looks at herself in the mirror in a dress and, and is just trying to like figure out how to, cont- it's, it's great. And That's she great. was amazing. And Clara's, we, we hadn't, we had written a bunch for her, but we had never asked her to do anything like that. And, um, she just destroyed it. I mean, just did such an amazing job with it. She's, she's an amazing, she's, by the yeah. way, she is absolutely gorgeous. She In is. In real life, like, I mean, almost not, you don't ugly her up, but you rough her up for Anne Bonnie. Yeah. But man, when it's she, hard, you can't make Clara you can't. unattractive. Yeah. You no, can't. She's, but there is yeah. such an edge to her that it's the yeah. girl that sold you Eden College. Yeah, you were like, I don't know if I can fall in love with her. That's too much girl for me. It's, she, for me, it was the voice. We, I actually chased her a little bit when um, when we cast her. Like she read for it, and then she wasn't sure. Um, you know, it's hard to get people to sign up to do this. You're going to go live in Cape Town, and you're signing away. You're going to do whatever nudity, and and it's it's a lot to sign on for. But it's that, it was that voice. Like she has this. Like, Is that her natural accent? That's her accent. It's, well, I mean, not quite. She's even still. It's very rough around the edges. But she, um, she's British, and but that's her voice, and she's got this great like Catherine Hepburn thing happening. That that you just there was no one else we saw that was even. close. It's bummed me out to find these people on Twitter a little bit. Yeah, because you find the beauty of them in re- like like yeah. like Rackham's a beautiful. He's a really funny, interesting, unique guy, and all of them are gorgeous. But I even think like uh, like uh, um, Eleanor. Does she have brown hair in real life? No, that's her hair. That's her hair. Someone yeah. has someone has different. Well, Clara hair. doesn't. Clara's a blonde. Who? Which one's that? Is that Anne Bonnie? Yeah. Anne Bonnie. Yeah, she's a blonde. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I was like, yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah. And she looks different. I mean, it's it's a very different dynamic, um, yeah. The way she is, but yeah. So what's what's the let's? I mean, we, we won't end because I have only a couple more questions. Yeah, but yeah. What's yeah. the John Silver's epic moment? I think I've covered all the characters. Yeah, I think. I mean, probably that last moment at the end of the second, at least for the for the first two seasons um, of him um, starting to grow into. I mean, because the thing is, is uh, he's it's his book, and yeah. we still haven't met him yet. You know, it's like he still hasn't become the the guy who everyone's afraid of it's, in that no, book. it's the moment i mean i'm grabbing my notes just to make yeah, sure yeah. that i'm like on book with everything i'm wondering this is how <laughs> but it's the moment where he oh, everyone's like bird just keep fucking talking <laughs> it's the moment where in my opinion that guy's so good yeah. Luke yeah. so good he's so good at like I feel like, like this sounds silly, but I feel like he could talk me in bed with him. Like he just, everything he says is right. so charming. Right. Like when he's, when Billy Bones finds out he's locked up, I yeah. couldn't let you go until I found out what you were going to yeah. say. Yeah. He's, and he's reasonable and he's, yeah. yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's, um, in a way it's Flint show. Um, but I think at the same time when the show ends, um, you want to understand how this character ends up in that book, how John Silver ends up at Les Long John Silver. Um, and so, yeah, I think season three, not to spoil anything, but, um, is, uh, is a big evolution in, in his story. Um, in, in terms of how he gets a little bit closer to the character you, you expect. What, what is something that drives you nuts as you watch the show? Something that everything maybe, oh, really, yeah, you just, you watch stuff and it's like, it, it's these stuff that could have been better. So we could have written that scene better that, that edit is too quick. You know, it's just, you're so, um, you're so in it. 
that it's very hard to step out of it and, and watch it again as an audience. Like, is there something that like, is it like, like, is there some, is there something that as you watch and I don't, not to plant the seed for someone, we were like, Oh, the network needed Vane to wear a shirt all the time. Cause I noticed he wears a shirt a lot and dude, that guy without a shirt is <laughs> amazing. You know, it's funny when, um, we, we screened the first two episodes and there's a, also not spoiling anything, a moment where, um, Zach has his shirt off and is just all in, sweaty in, and, in season in three, season three. Uh. And we we showed it in the theater, and you look around, and just there's this reaction that like waves across the you know across the audience of everyone just reacting to his abs sort of jumping off the screen. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I think I I think the the way we and the way we kind of approach it is just to keep challenging it, to keep kind of um, finding what's wrong with it, and and I think that's how it gets better. And the unfortunate byproduct of that is you were always looking for stuff that's wrong with it, but yeah, I, I, I don't have anything in the show that drives me nuts. Now you, when you originally, I don't know if this is an internet rumor or something, but, um, Uh when you originally started doing it, did you put it up on YouTube? They did. Um, so the first episode of the first season, they put, they just were trying to get eyeballs. So it went on YouTube and they stars was free that weekend and the whole, I think that's genius. Yeah. So it was, I think about, about getting it out. What do you Mm -hmm. think about content? And the way it's received by fans, and where do you get your content? Like, where are you finding? Um, you know, I'm starting to find that I'm watching. Um, I'm I'm watching TV less. I mean, I'm watching. You know, I don't use traditional TV. Yeah, like it. Not because I've made any choice to, but just because I've ended up not like I'll miss something. I'm catching up a year later or whatever. Um, so it's almost all on, on Netflix and iTunes at this point. I think what, uh, I, th- I want to say black sales is on Amazon. We are on Amazon. No, yeah. So we, my wife, uh, owns both seasons and we'll just start watching them. Yeah. 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 And literally was like, literally was like, um, ask him if we can get like a box set to give to our friends because uh, 40, totally. Uh, and I was like, wanna... I was like, surely. Anne. I will. I will you absolutely. Have no idea. Once this came out, I have, I have requests <laughs> through the roof for because, DVDs. Oh, my wife's the only one that wants DVDs, only so that she can give it to her friends and go, <laughs> right. get into this so that we can talk about it. Right, right, right. And then my buddy, Tate Fletcher, I don't know if you're familiar, do you watch what, any uh, MMA? Nah. My buddy, Tate Fletcher, is uh, a fantastic dude. Mixed yeah. martial artist, UFC Oh, guy. sure, sure. Um, do you know who Joe Rogan is? Yeah. No, Joe, one of Joe Rogan's best friends. Okay. So a group of us uh, that are branded, I guess, called yeah. Death Squad. It's yeah. a group of friends. Yeah. And he's got a company, Caveman Coffee. And... I mean, since day one, Black Sales came out. Everyone's like, Tate, you need to be on Black Sales. You need to be on Black Sales. Like, this is right, right. your show. And literally, last night, I get a box. I'm not even shitting you. From New Mexico, where he's at. And it's Tate's fucking headshot. <laughs> I mean, tell me that guy doesn't belong on Black Sales. That's awesome. <laughs> and he's like a legit actor. That's but cool. But I was like, he like sent him. And where he, is he? Is he here? Yeah, he's in here. He's, he's back and forth. He has a... Coffee Company, uh, Caveman Coffee in New Mexico. Oh, he was on his, uh, last ship is Platinum Dunes' show. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a legit actor. That's awesome. And he's like stunt ready. Can I keep these? Uh, can you keep them? Okay, cool. Yeah, you awesome. can keep them. <laughs> and he's just. I'll trade you DVDs for Tate's headshots. And then, Dude, done. perfect. My wife, uh, um, Tate, came over to my house to do a podcast. It's a great podcast. And uh, and. As he walked in, the girls were there, and they just their mouths dropped, and they're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, <laughs> but he's the sweetest guy, right? Right? As, right. as they always are, you right? Know? Right? Um, but yeah, I find I find myself to be fi- getting content. I f- I'm really fascinated by 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 how I receive content these days. Yeah, and and Black Sales is 
I want to say the last bastion of of what I wait for weekly. There's a handful of things of what I wait for weekly. It's so hard. You know, I, I, I'm the same way. I had the last experience I had with um, watching a show when it was on and having that feeling I used to have all the time of um, uh, the show ends and I want it to be next week. Like, I just want it to be time yeah. for the next episode. Was like, it was the second or third season of Game of Thrones when... Um, it's so funny. I didn't want to bring up Game of Thrones to you because I didn't know if you were compared to that. Because no. you guys are the two... They're so different. They're like, so I mean, different. You know, but, yeah, um, but, but a lot of people, I'm sure, describe Black Sails. Oh, dude, it's like Game of Thrones, but with pirates. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like at a at, at a certain point, the, weirdly, the only thing they have in common is just um, they're, they're good. They're big. You know, they're or, good. Well, hopefully they're good, but that they're big. You know, that they're they're they don't feel like TV shows. Hopefully, um, but um, but that show, especially early on, was so well constructed that I'd have that thing. It was like, I wanted to watch it when I was on and when it was over, I was ready for it to be on again. And I think that's sort of the goal with this is like, you always want that. You want to feel like, um, it's a good serial, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a, a story that you just, you kind of keep having to have more. But, but you know, when, when you, at the end of season two, yeah. Um, when, uh, they, when they, spoiler alert, yeah. when they take John Silver's leg, yeah. leg, um, and the show ends, and I sat on my couch. You know, I thought my first thought was, "Yeah, dear God, please don't let me get some terminal disease just so I can see season three. Season three. Is that silly? That if I was got no, if I got it's, diagnosed, I would have said, I know I'm going to miss my family, but I get nothing from Black Sales. Like mm-hmm. I know I don't get to find out what happens. Well, a we would have brought you in, and you could watch cuts because whatever. <laughs> but um, and no, it's very flattering. But I, I think it's um, yeah, that's what you want. Like you want to, and I feel like you. It's you care like you you have to constantly be forcing people to care and give a shit and 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 but that's what's so great is when you have that experience it's great like it's like it's so in, engaging and exciting to be in the middle of a story where like you're that into it and do people hound you about black sales when you're at parties um not really I mean you always wish more people were watching but um wait, 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 like like but what sometimes yeah you know sometimes but you know what it is I, there's definitely what are your um they're they're good. They're, you know, I mean, I think the show's doing well. I think I'll the show. I'll tell you mine exactly. The, Point three. <laughs> the show, the show does really well internationally. I think we do really well for stars. Um, I think um, everybody. I'm sure everyone wishes more people watch their show. But um, I think what's what's um, gratifying is that the people who do watch the show are obsessed. Are in it. Yeah, they're in it. They're fully in it, and especially after the second season. And um, and, and the third season is that oh shit moment. That was the challenge for the third season because the second season, when we finished it, we looked at it and was like, you know what, that worked. Like for somebody who is that super hyper critical of yeah, it's like an it, understatement. That's like <laughs> saying Howard how used like his privacy. <laughs> <laughs> that was murdered it, it. Like so, and so then you sit back down and you're like, all right, we got to do that again. <sighs> and then it's another year and a half. It's a year and a half cycle from when we start the show to when we finish it. And um, and then you get through that one, and now we're about halfway through season four, and it's just the same. You're halfway through season four because in, yeah. in the in the email you guys send me with the whatever the link is, yeah, it was four hundred one, four hundred two. I didn't have access to them, but yeah, four hundred one, four hundred two. Yeah, and my wife was literally like, yeah, we're shooting the four hundred three right now. You're shooting four hundred three in yeah. South Africa, in South Africa, yeah. It's it's the only way to keep up because we um, we have a, why such a, why such a long time in between seasons is that the um, network's choice? Well, it's actually not between seasons is what it always is year. You know, it's always basically year. I don't want that though. But <laughs> like, why can't why, well, why can't why you? for us it is is because um, it takes we spend a ton of time at the beginning on story 
Um, so we don't get into the thing where I think a lot of shows get into when you don't have time where you just have to start settling for answers that aren't great. Um, so there's a ton of story breaking time. And then even once we finish shooting, there's another six to seven months of visual effects. So, so those really aren't boats tearing through the water. They're ships. They're just not in the water. And they look visually. Some are, some aren't. So actually some of the ships are our ships that we own, the actual physical ships. And a lot of them are, are visual effects. No, but I mean, I mean, even still the visual effects are fantastic and they've gotten better. And, and, um, you know, as the, the unrecognizable, that's the goal, right? Is like, you want it, to, it's, it's so hard cause you spend a fortune and all this pain and time and effort and suffering to make it look right. in the hopes that no one will know it's there, you know, yeah. in the hopes that no one will, that they'll think, Oh, it's a ship in the water. And so, um, yeah, but they've gotten much better. There are shots now in the third season um, where it looks seamless, where you just would never know. Um, oh, it's uh, – well, I, I mean, just from what I saw. Yeah. Which I know you couldn't have done. I know you couldn't have done. Yeah. Logistically. I'm well, literally like what, – What I'm pretty sure you're talking about, um, that took eight months of visual effects, of just working it over and over and over again. It's um, a real testament to the actors, too, because – yeah. Um, well, they're not acting. They were getting pulverized. I mean, we had we had jet engines and this sort of massive V eight rig that was blowing air and water on them. And um, there's a big storm in this in the third season. It's, it's and, been um, it's been in the, tra- in the it's all trailer. over the trailers. Yeah, and um, it was a massive undertaking. Um, and uh, yeah, they were just getting destroyed on that deck. But it was but it looks good. So so what's what's uh, what like what's your shelf life for this show? Meaning, like, at what point do you lose interest? Um, it's hard to say. You I think mean, you could do ten seasons of it. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think we just found the shelf yeah, life. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, I mean, look, it's it's incredibly labor intensive. I mean, it's because it's a year and a half to get these shows made. You're making two seasons at the same time for six months of every year, um, which is a lot. So you know, I don't know, but I, I think I mean the show's healthy and it seems to be doing well and. The third season, I think, is better than the second season. So that's always good. Third season good. is better than the second season. It's and second season is better than the first season. Yeah, first season was fantastic. Second season is better than the first season. Third season only has to live up to the literally yeah. to the final episode of the second season. Might be I'm gonna I'm gonna ballpark this. Yeah, top five episodes of television I've ever watched oh, in my life. Thank you very much. And I and I'm putting that with like I mean really, obviously the Seinfeld finale was shit but like just like the, the, um, the by the way the pilot of Yes Dears in there so <laughs> the pilot of Yes Dears is the, one of the funniest fucking pilots I've is it really? alright now I gotta go watch that oh my god alright it's uh, it is the funniest pilot every time I do a I'm in development right now yeah, and yeah. I as I beat it out and it's all comedy yeah but as i beat it out i think of that moment you want that moment yeah for comedy it's it's that doubled over like shut the fuck you really didn't see it coming yeah but your final season your final episode of season two had i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna say four four holy shit moments two two of my favorite i've ever seen in television ever right 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 which at the end but with the you, leg and the when you get when you get yeah. this and this is visual when you get this from me I sit in uh, my recliner when I watch it when you when I flip at my feet crisscross applesauce and I hop up <laughs> right. and I look at my wife and go holy <laughs> shit babe th- right. it's his fucking leg right it's all just a fucking leg you're fucking kidding me right right like, literally that it's it's uh it's right it's like I said at the very beginning of this it's the it's the it's the 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 beginning of train spotting. It's yeah. the part of Sixth Sense. It's yeah. that moment. 
but yeah, it's when it, it's you. It hits you. You know, it hits you emotionally, and it hits in every direction. It's emotional, and it's shocking, and it's visual, and um, yeah. And I, I think um, you know, it's. I think we felt it at the end of the second season, like that. That landed in a really nice way. And now you got to not only have to do it again, and I don't even. You have to top it. Like you got to figure out a way to do it better. And so for us, that meant it's going to get bigger. That's the the thing. That's my only fear about the series. My only fear is that someone will see what you did. And by the way, what you did in those scenes wasn't money. Right, right, right. I'm not talking about money. Right, right, right. Someone's going to say, well, if we put $20 million into it, which obviously I want. Right. Because because I want – look – I always say when it comes to movies, yeah. you spend $100 million, my ticket price, you got your money's worth. Yeah. I love big budget. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. – t- Tom Cruise gets every $20 million he gets. Yeah. He's earned it with my money because right. I love watching that guy. Right, right, right. And, and to, on episode two – yeah. Yeah, it was worth it. Well, I don't know what it cost. <laughs> it was worth it, and I went and I was like, and I know that I've seen stuff in trailers. Right. And I go, shut up! I know that's going to be fucking worth right. it. Yeah, yeah. No, the first four, it, they actually they threw it at, at me at the end of the second season, not in a bad way, but they um, stars loved it, and they said, "Can you do it bigger?" And we wrote the first four episodes kind of deliberately just not paying any attention to production. We just wrote them as if budget wasn't an issue. And um, we fully expected we were going to spend some time cutting them back and compromising. And they read them and they said, don't cut anything. Let's just do this. And so each one of the four, I think, is bigger than anything we did in season two, including the finale. Um, the third one is pretty is has a whole other and they're all different. I mean, the third one I mean, you've already done the finale for season three. Yeah, season three finale is is the big. Well, this I mean, the storm is massive, but the season three finale is is bigger than two ten for sure. Bigger than second than the season two finale. Um, it's just I huge. Feel like, like, I feel like I feel like I'm sitting with my doctor and he's like <laughs> he's like oh, I got some news about right. blood pressure. <laughs> like because I because I know theoretically I could turn this off. I go tell me what happens. Right. But I, but and I I don't want to. No, you don't I want you don't want, want to. I, I wouldn't it. tell you. I, I, it's it's um it 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 works as a um it, the, the, you have a moment at the beginning of the season where something hopefully clicks us about what it's about. And in the first season, in the third season, and you sort of seen the inception of it, we knew we wanted Flint to be um, at war out there, like sort of fighting against the colonial governors. And then it very quickly became an odyssey for him and a story about how he can't find his way home. And then um, now it's got all these other things that kind of come with a good odyssey. It needs monsters and it needs ghosts and it needs you know, scope and it needs this really massive internal struggle that, you know, in a weird way, season two of the show, a a story about a guy who's struggling with whether he's a human being or a monster and he decides he's just going to be a monster would be the end of the movie. And that's it. Yeah. And then we had to come back and tell more story. And so then it became a story about how, um, you can't do that. That, That's the dumbest question in the world. Yeah. Why did he cut his hair? (laughs) Um, he cut his hair. It's funny. I was getting ready to pitch it to him and he called me and said, what do you think about this? Um, I, I, I here's why I like it. Um, I know I don't care one way or the other. Yeah. I just wondered like, cause I, 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 I wanted, you wanted to get the sense that he was defacing himself, that he was, um, like that it. he couldn't, that he couldn't look at himself in the mirror anymore and that he had to be someone else that he's really, you know, struggling. And, um, and that was the story. The story was that you can. You can reject your humanity, but if there's a human being in there, it's going to fight to get out. Like, it just won't be rejected that way. And that this story was about him starting as a fully embracing the monster within him. And then, and it's torturing him. 
because there's this part of him that just doesn't want to be that. And that felt like, in a way, it's a, it's a more interesting story than just him choosing the dark side. Yeah. Is that it's not that easy. I'm dying to see Luke Arnold's growth. Luke, it's... he's Luke Arnold's uh, uh, Long John good. Silver. You will, because what I've seen... You will you will like that story. He he. There's um there's a fair amount of Luke Arnold badass this season. So it's um it's good. All right, what question didn't I ask? Is there anything you get asked all the time that you're like tired of answering, but my fans will want to know? Um, I don't know. I, you know. Let me take my list out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about Jack. We talked about Am. We talked about Flint. We talked about Silver Bones. Vane. Talked about the ships. Benjamin Hornigold. I could come get past it or leave it. I don't really care about that guy. <laughs> I literally, I, like he becomes a badass too. He, yeah, yeah, I know, but I dislike him so much. Right. Well, I that's good. I dislike him so much. You should. That's yeah, good. but I like not I, in a good way. No, but I like dislike him so much that right. I'm like. Fuck him. Because you know why? Because he confused me. I thought he was on my team the whole time I'm right. watching this show. Right. I'm like, I'm like, fuck that was him. one of those moments too. Where it's like historically, that's kind of what happened. Like he yeah. became Pirate Hunter, and so you you want those moments where it's like, I'm not going to force it down your throat, but if you know the history, there are things that are starting to little. Dude, the pop history up, is know? what makes this show so much fun. Yeah, is that I literally sit with Wikipedia open yeah. as I watch it. Yeah, and I'm flipping through, and I'm like, Anne Bonnie died in a prison in Jamaica, maybe, or she had a baby, right. and was extricated by her father. Shut up. Right. Right, right, right. Um, and then let's see. Uh, these were my. I think that was my. That was my. Oh, here. These are the questions. Yeah, yeah. Casting stories now. So there was no. There was no. There was no good casting stories. Like, uh, like, uh, like anyone big come in that really want to do it. And you're like, I gotta pass. Um, it wasn't anybody big. I mean, the only real casting story that came out of it was um, Jack Rackham. Well, that and Zach. Um, Zach's. He's he's a bit of a goofball, and um, he. We saw when you see a hundred of these things, we saw everything on tape and he auditioned um with his shirt off and slated as you know, when you audition you say your name and your height. Yeah. He slated as I am uh, my name's Zach McGowan and I am Charles Vane. Which immediately for me is like, No you're not. There's no way you're gonna slate like that and just decide this is yours and so just walked yeah. away from it. And then like a day later when I went back and I was like, Shit, he's pretty good. And then just it sort of grew on me. I was like, oh, wow, I guess he is. I guess he is a goofball. Yeah, I guess like he's he going to be Charles Vane. Yeah. And he's in great shape. I went online and watched a bunch of his, like he did a muscle and fitness thing. And he's just him like walking around the set of Black Sails. And it, it, was, it was so fun. By the way, if you ever, I'm being dead serious. If you ever need someone, I've been hosting shows forever, to go and do like a behind the scenes thing, I will fly myself to fucking South Africa. You should come down. Walk. You should come visit the set. Totally. Uh, it's, I'm working no. so much. It would have to be something that... Just call my agent and say that you Done. want me to, and I fucking go. Cool. But it's like I'm, Zach, yeah, Zach is um he is he he is so much fun. He's he is a legit goofball, and it's so the opposite of vain that you're like at one point you're like I'm like I, I got to stop watching this because yeah. this is the badass. Yeah, this is the guy. I mean, yeah. and I'm I'm telling you, season two, season three, the vulnerability spikes in. Yeah. Two episodes. Yeah. She literally said to myself, I was like, I was like, I wonder if they're going to lose him to major motion pictures. Right, right, right. Like, I, like him, Luke. He's great. Like, it's like. They're all, they're, everyone I've brought up, including you, Hornigold, um, <laughs> they're all so freaking good. Yeah. That it just, it. I it's mean, hard to find. It's it's so. I mean, it it's it's really hard to find. You've that. done this before with Jericho. Yeah. A massive success. Yeah. Is and, this, is this. More lightning in a bottle for you, in your opinion, or they, is it the same thing? Is it the same feeling you had? Um, it's it's a definitely different feeling. Um, it's a totally different animal. I mean, Jericho was 
it was one sprint, you know, it was, it was, it was that, that big first season and then a really short second season and it was all encompassing. Um, but this has been, you know, we've been sprinting for four years now and it's, um, and we've never had a canvas like this or, or the ability to say, we're going to do, um, you know, we're going to do stuff that just I've never seen on TV before and have the person with the checkbook say, go for it, go nuts. Stars is so fucking cool. I literally am talking to two networks about my, our special, and I literally said to my manager yesterday, "You know what? Star seems to let you do whatever you want. <laughs> Into doing comedy specials, <laughs> totally. It's you know, it's um, I, 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 it's 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 um, un, unusual to have that kind of to have them. I think care about the show so much, and and to be so invested in it that I think. I mean, look, in some way, shape, or form, somebody is figuring out a way to make money off of this. So it's not like they're just throwing money in a hole." But at the same time, I, the, you, we constantly get the feeling that that um, they want to see it. You know, it's like that the go go do it is a little bit because they want to be able to sit down and watch it and 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 be as invested in it as as the audience is. So, do you think you totally appreciate the service you you provide to people, or do you think it gets lost on you somewhat? Um, it's a little hard. I mean, because we're like we live here, you know, in the office. It's it's you're just so cut off from everything, and you know you. But um, I, yeah, I mean, I I I, I think the people who have watched it and that I have been able to interact with um, are responding to it in the way you'd want them to, which well, is, I hope, I hope I've showed you a little bit of the pleasure you've given, you know, I'm we're gl- talking I'm about, what are, what are we talking about? 13, what, 10 is in that 10 in an episode. Uh, it was eight in the first season. So it was uh, season three. Uh, we're 18 episodes in. Okay. So 18 hours, so almost a full day of, Pure pleasure. Oh, that's good. On my side. So, and, and well, I, we should talk again after you get a chance to see the rest of season three. So, oh, I'm very oh, curious. A hundred percent. And by the way, I got to say, and I won't say where your offices are, but I will say, fitting. I feel like I, I feel like I'm in. I feel like I'm in. The, totally. in, in the in the tavern. And you, look what's above me. Exactly. You know? Exactly. We <laughs> I'm have waiting a, for Max to walk in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, it's. I'm. I'm glad. I mean, it's. It's very to just be banging our heads against the wall here. It's. It's good to know that it's working. Well, hey, people, listen. So. Anything. Anything you want from me, I'm a fan. Awesome. Uh, and I'm Thanks, here at you. your disposal. And uh, and I, I just want to say thank you. You know, there's. I've. I've been in this city for. 17 years 16 years yeah, yeah. and uh i've been through the business and i and i know i'm a little numb inside yeah, yeah. to it but to see like dudes creating cool shit that still have a like that still like reply on twitter and then <laughs> and then say hey man i got an hour right, i'm right. in the middle of season fucking four of my great of the greatest <laughs> one of the greatest shows on television hey just come sit in my office and we'll talk about the season right that it it makes me uh it gives me hope like it literally gives me hope that like, that like, ah, uh, this this city's right. good. It creates something awesome. It's still fucking Walt Disney, you know, like right. the one guy with the dream going. I want to make people laugh. I want right. to make people enjoy life. You know, awesome. So thank well, no, you. this is this has been really fun, and 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 really, it does. It it's um it's it's very gratifying to know that that that. This isn't just going out into the air. That there's actually people watching it and give a well, shit. Well, I'm gonna. I got seventy thousand people that will be downloading this tonight. Awesome. So, uh, so black sales. Well, I do this at every podcast, but I usually do it with comedians. Do you have anything to promote? <laughs> um, I do actually. <laughs> um, we uh, season three, January twenty third, Saturday night. Um, be there. It's uh, it's it is it is a big season of TV. And do you air just episode one? Just episode one, yeah. Which actually, I kind of if 
we're, I like it. Like it's oh, I love know, episode one. Yeah, no, I like the the feeling of you know, it's like you can watch them all at once, or you can wait a little bit and wonder and want it a little more. Give yourself so, a week. Yeah, exactly. Give yourself a week to look forward to something. Exactly. Have a moment where you. I'm being serious when I say this to you guys who are listening because you know me, but um, create the special thing. For me, it's my man cave. Yeah. I have a man cave that DIY Network gave me that we would have done this in if yeah. you hadn't been so busy. But uh, it's like a $180,000 room. It's That's ridiculous. awesome. Yeah. And uh, I make a night out of it. Yeah. A bottle of wine, awesome. my wife, and it's the moment. It, it brings me back to when we were kids and there were three networks. Yeah. And you sat down and you're like, okay, are you guys ready? Yeah. I mean, and it's and- very hard to find that now. It's very hard to find um, a way to, to be a part of a. Um, be a part of something when you're watching something that it wasn't you know like when we were kids everybody watched whatever you know you watched la law you watched dukes of hazard you watched whatever and it was a thing you shared and it's like you don't have that anymore you got you got it but it's hard to find it's really hard it to really find, is yeah. hard to find and uh and you got it like i said awesome anything 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 ever awesome. you let me know i'm here for you cool and thank you so much dude it's really nice meeting you i This episode was brought to you by The Machine. Be a barbecue hero with delicious, ultra-low net-carb hero bread, buns, and tortillas. Soft and fluffy, high in fiber, and with zero grams of sugar, up to 10 grams of protein, coming in at under 100 calories per serving. Oh, and did I mention they taste like their mouth-watering traditional versions? I mean, what's not to love? Use code AH10 for 10% off your first Hero Bread purchase at Hero.co. That's AH10 for 10% off at Hero.co.